Hey, 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 children. It's Red Summer. And this is Hanifa Walida. <laughs> and we are your gay aunties. We missed you all. <laughs> yes, I know. There's so much going on. So that much time. happening. Right. <laughs> So we are happy to be back with you and happy to be um, back with another episode of Your Gay Aunties. Totally, totally. And, you know, we were discussing um, what to talk about and actually check it out. So this past weekend was actually Pride in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. right? Like regular Pride, not Black Pride, regular Pride, commercial Pride where UPS, you know, (laughs) UPS floats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, right. and Xfinity floats in, mm-hmm. you know, anybody, but I'm like, where's the interesting shit? <laughs> anyway, so I was watching um, the parade because my building faces the main street. It goes down. Nice. Um, and I was waiting for my friend to come by. Actually, let me back up. I was trying to get to my uh, apartment in time for my st- my friend's part of the parade to go by, but I was stuck in traffic. Okay. Of course. But it's Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah. So I missed it. But the reason why I wanted to catch her is she was a part of the Stacey Abrams uh, section of the parade. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I asked my neighbor once I did get up to the roof, I said, yo, did Stacey Abrams go by? I'm like, yeah, she was a lot. Everyone like, because she was in the parade. Oh, it wasn't nice. like she just had some young kids or young queer people representing her. She was in her little pink getup. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what was in her hand. I saw a picture. Look like she had a little magic wand. I don't know. Like she was, <laughs> she was in it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and people really roared when she came by. Um, kind of upset I missed that. But that's kind of hinting to what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um and that's basically what November 6th is about. And not just November 6th, but um, our present, our, well, our past, our present, and our future, um, and what it is to be empowered, to feel empowered in the voting um, process, knowing that there are some, not just young people, but people, period, um, who may be listening to this podcast who feel a bit apathetic yeah, or definitely. even ignorant of the voting process um, and or just simply don't feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so, so we're going to we're going to talk about um, why it is important to vote and hopefully don't. We're not trying to come at it corny. We're trying to keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> I got some real things to say about it. So, and so, you know. like, I'll kind of like speak to that the mindset, right? So we have a lot of people and I I can't say it's just young people. We have a lot of people um, within our communities, (laughs) um, the varied, (laughs) you know, communities that we, that we intersect in who feel like voting is a waste of time. Like um, maybe you are just kind of thinking about the, the process of like, presidential elections right <laughs> and so then you have that that other layer with the um oh my god the name of it just left my head the uh, electoral college right <laughs> um some people are just like it's only voting for the lesser of two evils um some people are just kind of despondent by the process because they feel like um maybe they're Side doesn't win, or <laughs> you know, like or that, the, or that, the, or, the, or that the jig is rigged. Yeah, you know, um, like what happened to well, almost happened to me here in Georgia, but, <laughs> right? And so then there are right there are so many people who don't qualify to vote. Like we don't talk about that a whole lot um, as a community. A lot mm. of people who are locked out. A lot of people who so they were um, locked up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> For different reasons, may not have. Um, like even if you showed up at the polls like that paperwork wise something changed redlining and, and the the polls changing and all of these things that happen really that stop people from participating in this process um and all, and also how you identify with the voting process so we just mentioned all those reasons why people don't vote um or are resistant to 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 voting but it's also how you identify as a voter or even non-voter. Like some people feel that they are radicalized and some like for some reason they're making sort of radical statement by staying home. Mm. I'm definitely gonna speak to y'all. I'm a I'm a woo, I'm gonna put my foot really deep <laughs> in your ass. You know what I'm saying? So I hope you cleaned it. So <laughs> 
but I'm saying, but that that comes with the identities that are attached to how we see the the voting process and outcomes, mm-hmm. um, and how that pertains to our lives. So there's an identity issue there too. Yeah. All right. So I'll begin um, just with a quick a quick tale of my voting history, really quick. Um, I did not vote for the first time until I was well into my 20s. Mm. And I forgot who I voted for mm. <laughs> or what the election was about. Um, but I felt at that point, maybe it was time I, I should vote. But be- before that, honestly, I had almost no relationship with voting. Um, I was one of many Black children that f- just feel that the system is not for us, doesn't mm-hmm. serve us. Um, or rather, I use that as an excuse to not truly understand how to engage with the system and to empower myself or to see myself in an, in, in an empowered position. Um, so I did, forgot, I did forget what it was that actually made my butt get up and vote. But it's fast forwarding. The first time I truly enjoyed voting and really made an event of it is, you can guess when, was in 2008. Mm. You know, um, that was, I have it on videotape too. I got to find it somewhere where me, my girlfriend at the time, and a really good friend of mine, um, actually the, the friend who recently uh, passed, we all went out to vote together. And um, <laughs> I know Demia, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. When she went, and in New York, they have the big um, the big old school voting thing. It was like a heavy handle. You got to yeah. chunk, like as official. <laughs> she said, to chunk. And she started screaming like, whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, like, <laughs> you know. And afterwards, we bumped into an older woman, like a much older woman. And we said, you know, ma'am, how you feeling about it? She's like, you know what? It's a long time coming. And I'm just at peace with it that I live to be able to, to, to cast my vote for this person, yeah. you know? And so that was really moving. Um, but um, that was an event, I think, for a lot of us. We all were motivated to vote, not just because uh, Obama was the first Black president, but um, also because he ran just a damn good campaign that I think really inspired us all. So this is what we're trying to get at. What is it that would connect with you to inspire you to vote um, um, this time around and how important this particular election, this particular election is? For me? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm asking you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I was kind of asking. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I guess I'm asking. Yeah, I'm asking. That dramatic pause. I was, I was with you. Right? Um, I'm thinking, <laughs> no, like for real, because, okay. If you look at what is happening right now, it is because our current president has a majority <laughs> on the representative side. If not, then there would be this system of checks and balances, right? <laughs> um, I we think, just don't have any yeah, now. I think people forget how important these like local elections and midterm elections and all of those things are, and making sure that we have like people who represent our interests in place. So it's, From it's local to yeah, national. like who is your dog catcher? Right, <laughs> that affects you more so than some of these foreign policies and junk. You know what I'm saying? Like, who is going to be the the judge when you go to court for a traffic violation? <laughs> right. <laughs> so those. Who, what judge exactly? Who who when you when you look across when you in front of a judge? What is that judge going to look like? And how? And what's the you know, the politics, quite honestly, of that judge, yeah. how they see you. And so, you know, I showed up, we showed up, my wife and I showed up at the polls um, recently, and we didn't know that it was like they opened it up for everybody, but it was an election for the Republican candidate, right? So we get there mm-hmm. and they like, ah, that's not for you. We like, nah, but we still about to step outside, look these people up. <laughs> And if we can't vote for this, like we're going to vote for this, too, because if the Republican candidate does get in, it needs to be the Republican candidate that still would have the closest to our interest in heart. <laughs> for real. Right? For real. So opting out you know, of the process still allows other people to make decisions for you. And here's the thing. I think a lot of um, 
apathetic voters think about the immediacy of the of the campaign. They want to vote for their person. If they get in, they want change to happen now. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that kind of thinking is that you have to understand the power of the long game. You know who understands the long game? The motherfucking Republicans. Because mm-hmm. them motherfuckers started in the early 70s when I was born in the Nixon years, when they got those poor whites down South um, who were Democrats to become Republicans on the racist ship, when they, when Roe versus um, Wade was passed, um, they used that as a riding horse. Cause understand Republicans actually wasn't against Roe versus, Roe versus Wade in the beginning. <laughs> they used that as a, as a way to ride in their racism, quite honestly, yeah. particularly, yeah, yeah, you know, as an ex- the thing that they like, that's, you know, this is how we're going to identify. We're going to use this Roe versus Wade crap, right? That's when evan- evangelists, sorry, mm-hmm. evangelical, excuse me, whatever got into the game. But, but the thing is that they have always had their eyes on the prize and that is the Supreme Court. And it's been a tit for tat for the past 30 years. And they played that damn long game. They started where Democrats were bullshitting, getting all happy and drunk off Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Republicans were working that local Stop. scene, Hold drawing on. the lines. If you are on the Premises, please report to the front office. Jeremiah Robinson. Sorry about that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep that shit in because Red is, is she's recording. I'm at work. Yes. Her school. <laughs> Sorry, kid. So that may happen again, but I'm going to keep it in because that's real. Yes. Um, but anyway, so while the Republicans were all drunk off Obama and whatnot, the, um, or just, they just, ain't been on it. The, the, that's a Republican, I'm a Democrat, excuse me. Um, Republicans were keeping their eyes on the prize and really working those local um, elections and really connecting with people locally. All right. Mm. You can excuse them and say they're racist and say they're this and they're that, or there's, you know, religious zealots or whatever you want to throw at them. The point is that they believe what the hell they believe. They want what they want and they had a damn plan. Right. And they played, <laughs> played the long game. They knew that it wasn't going to happen just with one election. Mm-hmm. They had to build, and it, it wasn't just going to happen with the presidency either. You know, it's from the mayor all the way up to the, which now is screwing us, the Senate and the House, you know, to the Supreme Court. It's all those three branches that they taught you in, like, what grade was that? Like, sixth grade you learned about the government? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those three branches are important because they post to balance each other out. But when one one party, if you will, or one uh, stream of thought is controlling all three branches. That is when we see the fuckery that we that's have. happening now, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's so important to go out and cast your vote. And uh, yes, the electoral college, as far as every four years, the electoral college is problematic. You know, the mm-hmm. forefathers put that shit in because they didn't want um, ignorant ass, non reading, poor ass <laughs> whites <laughs> to be electing. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to maintain that was like a, you know, a, a continue for it, like contingency clause. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I, I, you can look at that however. But the point is that it's problematic now. But, but it is not permanent. That even that can be changed over time yeah. if we get, if, if we, um, uh, are consistent with wanting that change and putting the pressure on our politics or those who choose to run because it's not like politicians are just farted out of somebody's ass. It's the people who actually choose to run, you know, mm-hmm. and this is what their life is going to be. So, But we can set the tone as we vote because we can vote them in and we can vote their motherfucking ass out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And saying yeah. and if we want over time for the Electoral College to be out of here, that works through the three branches of government. Straight up. Yeah. That's how it works. It's really a, actually it's a fairly simple, brilliant system. It's just been corrupted. And corrupted further because people don't take the time to really like look into it. Like we'll look into the background of a meme that we saw on Facebook more than we will <laughs> the candidates that are running in our area. Word. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me let me say this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a real world example of how it would feel when the people are empowered. Mm. France. Now you might have heard different things about France, and I can talk until the cows come home about what I don't like about France because I spend way too much time there. But one thing, the one thing that those people have on lock. 
is that their government has a healthy fear of the people. And what I mean, healthy fear of the people, now understand their history. So their French Revolution was against their government that was already the monarchy, whatever. So that was the thing that set the tone. Our revolution was against the British, but that was something separate. That was overseas. That was another country. So our whole thing was about manifest destiny and this new land and everything. They just had this little piece of rock and they had the monarchy. They're like, (laughs) fuck the monarchy. (laughs) It's all about the people. And that has sustained itself until now. So how that looks like for them now I remember I was over there and the government tried to raise the age of retirement child. Mm. They was not having it. Yeah. So this idea of being radicalized, it doesn't even compute in other countries like this because everybody's radicalized. Everybody's mama, everybody's, you know, it's not even considered radical. It's just what they do as people. Right. If that shit is fucked up, not and they support each other. So if the train workers or the the uh, the flight attendants, whoever feels that they their their company, their corporate company, or the government is not treating them right, they will strike in a heartbeat. They will shut shit down. Mm. But you know what supports that is everybody else. Nobody complains. Yeah, they're like, oh y'all, the bus the bus drivers are on strike. Let me put my walking shoes on. I guess I'm walking to work. I guess I'm biking <laughs> to work. And that's that. And that's that. Yeah, but you need that. You need that. <laughs> and that's a part of that's a part of the system too. It's not just the vote. Everything complements each other. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you know, say, Oh, I'm I'm protesting, I'm 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 shouting in the streets, but your ass don't go and vote. Right. And it don't <laughs> you can't have one without the other. You know, you gotta <laughs> vice the government. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta come at them, you gotta flank them motherfuckers. <laughs> but but the thing is that I, I witnessed that with my own eyes. I I got caught on the train when they shut that shit down. <laughs> and oh. everybody tried to pack onto the train and like this is the last train going out. They get on this picture, you're walking wherever you're going. But well, all that to say, all that to say is that um we can have that reality too. Even though our history is different, this generation or the next generation or the generation after that. If we start building now, this can be their reality. Mm-hmm. So it's just not—it's just not about caring about how you yourself are impacted. If you got kids, you damn sure better think about them. Right. If you have any sense of legacy in the world? You got to think about because twenty years will be in front of you like that. This is your aunties talking to you. Yeah. I blinked my yeah. ass was forty. So yeah. Matter of fact, I'm, I, I just turned. <laughs> I just turned 40 today. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> yes. This is true. Oh, thank you for being with me on your birthday. Show now. Show now. Okay, you know we'll get what? back to your plans and everything. Yeah, later, later. But I remember being 20-something like it was yesterday. Yeah. Definitely. Like it was yesterday. So don't don't think, because I, I know one time, I know, you know, and you can probably test it this on red. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you really don't have a sense of how quickly time flies. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really think you have all this time. And you do, technically, on paper. But the actually the experience of moving through time, it yeah. shifts and change. So don't sleep. Just don't sleep, y'all. Please. Right. So I'm thinking about... Okay, and politically based, right? Um, How things change so quickly. When I was young, I don't remember how young I was, but I remember being young and watching Anita Hill Mm. on the news. Word, I know that. Right? And I remember the stress of it. Like in the media, I remember like people being really upset about an issue that I felt was pretty cut and dry. Like, if he did it, he wrong. Like, he shouldn't get the job, right? <laughs> Especially because I understood the, that this person is going to make decisions about what is right and wrong. And if he doesn't know what's right and wrong, <laughs> he shouldn't be the one making the decisions, right? I remember exactly. understanding that as a, as a young person. Um, here we are, fast forward to the Kavanaugh stuff Mm. Um, and seeing young people come to that same realization, right? Mm. (laughs) Um, I feel like the young people who saw 
things like this happening when they were too young to do anything about it come back around now I'm old enough like I have the the position and the power to enact some kind of change right <laughs> where mm-hmm. you know they're speaking up they're they're talking like they don't want to stand for what's happening and they they make this step now it wasn't magically successful and you know all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff but if you don't lose the momentum then mm, you keep, say the word that's the word right if you don't lose that momentum because those kind of things are set up for you to give up right so if this doesn't work oh it doesn't work the process doesn't work i i'll stop and then the status quo gets to continue on the way that it is but i've been paying attention to how the conversation is shifting like Men are afraid to commit rape. <laughs> Go figure. Right? <laughs> and they're afraid because... healthy fear. They're afraid <laughs> because they understand that the veil of silence is being removed and that it mm. will come back on them. And mm. so, yes, this person may have been pushed on, you know, through the system. However... If you pay attention to who's in power and who's pushing them on and you take them out, right? <laughs> you vote them out, you put in people who have your interests at heart, then you do make the next steps and make those kind of real changes. Like hold people accountable for where their votes lie. And I really, 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 and this, I'm going to give it back to you. Really no, no, no. I'm, 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 echoing, I'm echoing all that. Um, and also understand that motherfuckers can get impeached. I know that's a lifetime appointment, but you can get impeached. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> but if we, if we vote, there's a, there's a lot more women. I mean, a, a horde of women. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I'm going. Running, <laughs> exactly. For Congress on both sides, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that is something I want to see. Even, you know, I know a lot of women are going to get elected to, to the House. Mm-hmm. That's going to look gorgeous, you know, um, and maybe some are going to make it in the Senate. We know we, the thing is we need to get that Senate. But anyway, all that being said, the makeup, just like I think many young people were impacted. When I say young, I'm talking about like children who are impact, were impacted by seeing Obama's face in, yeah. in, the, in the Oval Office yeah. and their sense of identity and, and self-empowerment by seeing reflection on themselves, I think the same thing is going to be said for all the women that are flooding in, not just this election, but all the elections to follow, you know, setting the tone so more women, so the Congress, so Congress starts reflecting women, <laughs> what it hasn't reflected in all the history that it's been, you know, and not for nothing, just like you said with Anita Hill, well, you know how many women ran for office after the Anita Hill bullshit? Yeah. That's when you first started really seeing women. There were a couple of like, you know, Hallmark people in the beginning, like in the 60s, 70s, like Shirley Chisholm, mm-hmm. you know, like there were some like iconic faces, but women really started getting into um, the Congress after that Anita Hill bullshit. Yeah. So I am really looking forward to seeing what happens in November to, as you know, MLK said, it's that, it's that long arc of change. And mm-hmm. might I add transformation? So like what you were saying, Red, that, you know, people, that momentum, you know, people get excited and then they fizzle, excited and they fizzle. But actually what happens, and you can see through history, is something, you know, like they get excited, but then they transform. So we had the civil rights movement where it was, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, passive, um, uh, I'm gonna say passive campaigning. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ain't raising a hand, and then the young people were like, "You know what? Fuck that shit. We need to get some guns." <laughs> but <laughs> and then the women were like, "You know what? We're inspired." They might not have said this, but the white men were like, "You know what? We're inspired <laughs> by what you know what the black people did. So we're doing this. So yeah. it transforms." Don't always think that, you know, I know sometimes it feels like, oh, we get pumped up and then we fizzle. Actually, we're not quite fizzling. We are, we inspire each other. Things change. We just don't always see how they're connected, but they are connected. And that is the power of not just raising your voice in the streets, but raising your hand and clicking that button or turning that big ass iron thing in New York. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. I wish mine had that. I like the big paper that I put in. (laughs) I know. I you know, know. You, you got to punch the hole in it. 
Exactly. You need some muscle. I like my meat. It's a little bit of muscle to go ahead. <laughs> it's a fishy Right. So I was going to say that, like, women. Okay. <laughs> I read this article talking about why women vote conservative. It was talking about like why women are willing to vote against their own. You mean white interest. women. Let's let's be let's let's uh, qualify that, please. And and the article was about white women. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but um, specifically, and I can't say that only white women are voting conservative because I have encountered some black women who feel like the conservative parties represent their uh, moral standings. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But they're still, they're, they're still in a minority. They gotcha. are still in a minority. However, a lot of people will speak Democrat and vote Republic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so this Black woman that I had a conversation with, it wasn't that she took a, even a moral high road about it, that I'm voting Republican because they're against abortion and they're against gay marriage and they're against blah, blah, blah. She voted Republican because her father did. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so she grew up in a family where this was the, the, the norm. Yeah. And she didn't really question it ever. <laughs> there are also... Ah, there are also a lot of military families who vote yeah. Republican because Republicans keep the wars going on and that keeps their families employed. Say word. Right. But you know, <laughs> let's 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 you know, let's just be really clear on one thing before we, we continue putting our foot in what it is to be Republican. I wonder for those who are not old enough to remember, whatever this thing is. That's in Congress and in the White House yeah. is not the Republican Party that the one that our generation grew up with. Right. And I ain't yeah. saying all the motherfuckers was ever good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they wasn't this shit. They wasn't this shit. Now, on a baseline level, like clear, just simple ass definition, to be Republican or to be conservative, out taking religion out of it, taking all of that stuff that got tacked on in the last 30, 40 years. The basic idea around being Republican is having a little bit of government or less mm-hmm. government and more of free trade, or rather, you're pulling capitalism. yourself by your bootstraps. Yeah, capitalism. <laughs> you, know, capitalism. You, are, you are in control of your destiny and yada, yada, yada. And I can see how someone can be attracted to that, especially if, say, you're an entrepreneur and you know, mm-hmm. you're know you literally doing that work you know, and you enjoy these tax breaks. Now, I have issue with you just caring about yourself, but- that's mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation. Well, um, yeah, because once you get into a different tax bracket and that stuff start coming out, you'll be like, ooh. <laughs> but, 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 if you, would you mind paying that? And we don't want to go, we don't go on a tangent, y'all, but right, would, right. You mind paying, would you mind paying those taxes if you know that you had to pay no motherfucking health insurance? Like, you knew that mm-hmm. anything happened to you or your family, y'all is the government right. got you. And not got right. you with some gen- Way, got you in a real way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That sort of oh. self-insurance, what that does is it's it takes the stress out of I gotta grind, I gotta grind to like, whoa, I can still work for my dreams, but if some shit, you know, goes left, I'm good. I'm taking care of I'm, yeah. I'm not bankrupt. I don't have to start over. I don't you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't gotta rob a bank. Like I mean <laughs> Or like as people age out of their working years, like yes. I remember seeing people like talking about elders eating cat food and all of this kind of stuff because they they weren't in a position to like be cared for. Whatever that subsidy wasn't enough. Even when I, I guess when I came from the supermarket, you know, there was an elder woman that was probably the same age as my mother back in groceries. That is not. Mm. And this is not even to take. I'm not even questioning her sense of self of dignity because I'm sure she has plenty of dignity. She's working. She takes yeah. care of herself. But mm-hmm. who are we as a country where we have our elders working at that age? I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Or, or at least working yeah. at something that, that has nothing to do with their own passion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't mind. I mean, first, I would one first want to get some money. But if I had money, <laughs> I would not mind paying higher taxes if I know not just I am, me and my family's taken care of, but my neighbor's family's taken care of. So I know my neighbor won't bug the fuck out and rob my house. You right. know what I mean? Like, no, for real. Because that's yeah. how the freaking works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. But that's enough on, we, I think we kind of went on a tangent. But... <laughs> It's all in, in the line. You know what I mean? But, but I think I think what we're trying, I think what we're trying to get at is that, okay, you have these parties, which are problematic to whatever extent because of the people who are in them and how people affect each other and their self-interest and all of that and corruption and all of that googity gook gook. Um, but I think let's not get distracted by that and kind of keep our eyes on the prize. And really what this, for me, what this election means to me if everyone, theoretically, if everyone or the majority of the people vote, what that says is that, no, this is the tone in which we're moving forward. This is the majority tone. Or this is the majority thought. So when we think about majority and minority, we usually are counting heads, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how many white folks and, you know, and so everyone else is like minority because they group all the people of color together, <laughs> you know, and white folks are the majority and white folks have been leaning on that for decades, for centuries as a sense of empowerment and identity. And they're tripping out because literally those heads are being counted every freaking census and, <laughs> and, and they're, and they're losing that majority head count. But is majority really about bodies or is it about the way we're thinking? What is this country, what is this, what does this country embody as far as what's the majority thought? And I think that mm-hmm. if every and, and the way we think or how we want the country to move forward, you know, outside of, you know, singular issues is really is, is this country more liberal or is this country more conservative? Is this country more, you know, um, let's help the people or is this country, well, you better help yourself or you're fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether you're an able body, whatever, whatever, whatever you're, whoever you are, you just better find a way, you know? So that's what we're trying to say. So kind of see your vote as not voting for people per se, but more so voting for ideas, voting for what, what is this country really about? And if it, and if we are pleasantly surprised over this election in 2020, that we're now saying that, no, this country is moving forward. I don't give a fuck how you think now you are the minority and you need to understand that because you've been disillusioned thinking that you're the major- majority and actually you're not. Yeah. You're not. This is how we define America now and you need to be a part of that and it starts with this midterm. If you haven't voted yet. Right. <laughs> or the plan to so, vote. <laughs> what happened with you and registering? I saw you post it. Child, I was, I was about to raise the roof up here in this city. So I registered to vote in Georgia um, when I changed my license over, right? I was all excited. I said, finally, being a, a, you know, a lifetime New Yorker, that I finally would have the opportunity to feel like my vote matters in a local election, you know, because in New York, everyone kind of knows how, how people are going to vote for the most part. It's for the most part, you know, Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah, so I got, I was all excited. And then, you know, I was wondering why, you know, the weeks are going by and I haven't gotten my confirmation in the mail, but you know, I just moved here. So I'm grinding. I'm, I'm just caught up in, in, in getting situated here. And I just put off really investigating why I haven't gotten the confirmation in the mail that I'm a registered voter of Georgia. And then the report comes out about that nigga count, <laughs> <laughs> the secretary of state of Georgia, holding up 53,000 people on their desk. And if you had like a weird name as in Hanifa Walida, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, obviously if you're African-American, majority of African-American, and if you were a newer voter, so you newly registered. So I was like, you know, check, check, check. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck. You know, so I'm like, damn. So I go on one of these third-party sites. um, I think it was um, votesaveamerica.org to see if I'm registered. And damn, that should say I wasn't registered. Mm. (laughs) I was like, yo. So that that feeling of being cheated. Yeah. That feeling that it it was a, a blend of nostalgic rage. 
you know, ancestral mm-hmm. rage, you know, and the denial and, and, of exactly yeah. denial. Yeah. And, 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 and feeling disempowered, you know, I was sad too. I was like, fuck, what do I fucking do? And they were saying that, you know, okay, you do the provisional, you know, votes or whatever. I was like, but I fucking count them shits. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know I, I can't do anything. So I said, okay, okay. I prayed. I literally prayed. I was like, please, I really want to vote. So before I went to bed one night, I listened to Rachel Maddow and she had Stacey Abrams on. And after she interviewed Stacey Abrams around this particular issue, she said, Stacey Abrams said, wait up, um, Rachel, let me just say one thing. If you're having any issues with understanding whether you're registered or not, or you think it's a problem, Mm. please call 866-OUR-VOTE. So I woke up and I called (laughs) 866-OUR-VOTE. And I had about a 20 minute conversation with a young woman and she did a, a better search than I did. Um, she actually went into the Fulton, the, the Fulton County uh, Registrar, and uh, she informed me that I am registered to vote. And so I did a whoop whoop, you know. Okay. <laughs> so 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 luckily I'm not of the fifty three thousand. But the point is that there are fifty three thousand people, and this is wow. going to be a close race. Yeah. Um, with Stacey Abrams against this 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 dick. Um. Uh, so I am I'm hoping that everyone goes out and vote in, in the state of Georgia, everyone. Mm. Um, and that karma truly becomes that nigga's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to say it's so crass, but that's that's how I feel. Because you can't it just won't be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the same fool he was rolling around in a, in a, his 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 uh campaign um uh, commercials was him in a big van or truck or something saying, I'm going around picking up Mexicans. I'm like, oh, what? what is this? Oh, yes, son. Yes, it's a fucking cartoon. It's a cartoon. I would laugh if it wasn't that funny. It wasn't funny at all, actually. You know? But yes, that's how animated, I mean, but you know, understand that racism is Okay, I don't want to say that because that's problematic. I'm about to say racism is a mental illness. It's an acquired. <laughs> no, it no is, it's not something it you're born with. It definitely impacts your mind when you become fucking bananas and you just like you know your fear of of losing your sense of identity or power, you know, and that's why it's not mental. It's not a mental illness per se because it's really about your fear of losing power. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, Makes you do some do the dumb shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Anyway, <sighs> oh god, I can just rant on. <laughs> but yeah, I think the 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 key thing is that I think, and even it's coming to me now. Like, I think it gets deeper than voting. We need candidates who are representing a variety of communities, right? So a lot of people don't like to vote because it's like, I'm voting, you know, for one man versus another, one white man versus another white man, right? And they're all, you know, straight and rich and like this thing that doesn't represent the people, right? And so your local elections and those those are the ones where you get to send people from your community, people who you have access to, who you can talk to, who who look like you and think like you and, and represent the things that, that are of importance to you, right? When we don't participate in this level of the game, of course we have no representatives further along, right? And, and you know, as queer people, let's just say, they can say, you know, for, for, for the queers out there, who are um, hesitant to vote or don't feel like it's reflective of you. I mean, or here's a better, let me just say it like this. The fact, the fact that a transgender woman was voted um, to office in the state mm. of Virginia <laughs> <laughs> says a freaking lot that all is actually possible that when it's really not about what kind of person you are on paper, like African-American, transgender, mm-hmm. queer, whatever. It's about the talk that you are talking, what you the fuck yeah. are about and how you move people. So take all that passion that you have about mm-hmm. not voting and shift that gear into what you want to manifest in your life through the political system. You know what I mean? And whether you go out and uh, run yourself 
or you put your energy behind someone you believe in, the fact that more people are coming on board that give that they're giving you more of yeah. a, a, more options, quite honestly, and that it is possible. It's not like I mean, we thought there was a time where we thought it was impossible for a brother to get or any black person to get elected to anything, <laughs> to, any, well, to anything, right. but <laughs> but definitely not the <laughs> definitely definitely not the presidency. And before our generation, we couldn't imagine a black person getting 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 mm-hmm. elected for mayor. <laughs> you know what I mean? So all is truly possible and as long as you ride the tide of change and you have to be with it though. Yeah. You can't be talking shit and then and then okay. don't can do I, shit and then talk can shit. Can we talk about Kanye? You know, um <laughs> Can we talk about Kanye? <laughs> Man, Even bringing funny. it up just feels like, oh my God, okay, are we really gonna get into this? I think because I don't even know all of all of what it, I just think it through while we're talking, right? Um, but we do have we have mutually met a gentleman who is a black Republican, and not just like a black Republican like um, the elder that I met, but um, he loves Trump. Like <laughs> he really loves Trump. He mm-hmm. loves like he's supporting Trump. He has a Trump twenty twenty. Thing. And so I, this is not a like a banner up <laughs> in his place of business. Like he really loves Trump. Um, but I think Kanye is more of a uh, public figure where we get to actually see this process taking place. You know, I'm from Chicago. You know, I loved Kanye. <laughs> and I say it with the ED. Um, <laughs> that's my brother, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in a lot of ways, however. Um, so I get one that people want to be free to support whichever candidate they feel represents their interests. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we cannot say that we are for the democratic process and we tell people who they got to vote for. Because that goes against the, the process mm-hmm. itself. Um, so on that note, yes, I support my other friend and Kaye with support whichever candidate they, they like. Um, but I wonder what really happens emotionally for, and we talked a little bit about women voting against their interests, but for people of color Mm. to side with people who hate them, right? (laughs) Openly, like unabashedly, like, and only accept you if you put yourself in this really damning position that people would call like coning or, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these, these ways that you have to, to placate your, your spirit in order to be accepted by them. But was he really, I don't think he was placating his spirit at all, actually. First of all, before we go, let's just put a little, let's just underline this by saying I really do think Kanye West even before his mama passing was dealing with mental health issues and I think Mm. his mama passing put him over the edge okay I just want to say that a mental health is or 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 mental illness uh, I don't illness is a weird word but yeah so he has things to deal with I don't know if he has people around him his mama's side of the family his daddy's side of the family I ain't, you know, his, his adopted family, you know, I don't know how much support they're going to give him. And are they, but, they um, might be, they are. They're Republican. Yes. The Weren't they like really close friends with the Bushes and all hey, of this okay. stuff? With the Reagan, like, they're Republican. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's why, that's why I wasn't looking at this towards like a mental health thing. Like he's crazy. I'm looking at it from like mm. what has to take place for you to not pay attention to, not focus on, not be bothered by 
the the words and the deeds of the party that you are supporting? Well, I think self interest. You know, say what you got to say. I have something that is not really yeah. So like when I when I go to the page of the the brother that that loves Trump that that I know personally, um, he Mm -hmm. is heavily supported by white men who are gonna say who say very very disparaging things to people who disagree with them mm-hmm. right <laughs> but mm-hmm. even Trump. that like if somebody comes on there and they like mm-hmm. dude you crazy Trump is da 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 like the white men come through and tear it down right <laughs> right <laughs> And so he is supported by, protected by white men who will attack mm. black people on his page and call them everything but a nigga, right? <laughs> For having the audacity to question this man's love of Trump, right? <laughs> and so because of that, I see that he feels empowered. I see that he feels supported and accepted. And you know what I'm saying? Like everybody needs to have their their place where they're like, yes, pe- these people get me and they accept mm. me. But in order to get that, right, but in don't, order don't to get that like acceptance, <laughs> then you have to not see how these policies hurt your people. Like you have to have a blind eye for um, that these people are including you in those comments. <laughs> in a way like they'll tell you it's not you oh no you're special you're different you know you're not like the other black people <laughs> but as soon as you don't agree with them you you'll be a nigga mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know so the thing that really stood out to me which was the elephant in the room was something he was saying about oh Hil- on hillary's campaign like hillary's uh, campaign slogan mm-hmm. was i'm with her Right. And he was saying to Trump, you know, that didn't really yeah. speak to me as a man. You know, I didn't feel like a man, um, you know, to that. You know, I don't feel like I catch <laughs> ball with my kid. I'm like, what? yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and as ludicrous as that sounds, it really speaks to the other elephant, the, the, the elephant in the room. And that is patriarchy straight up and down. So he is connecting and how I think. Men across all races, where they connect is the maintenance of patriarchy. You know, so anything that questions their sense or uh, uh, the definition of manhood, um, they can connect on that against women in whatever way. Even the whole, in the beginning of our conversation, talking about, you know, this wave of change as far as um, men have to be on their P's and Q's when they're young so they can't use that bullshit as an excuse. Mm-hmm. I was young. Well, still, I, I was young too. I ain't, do no, I ain't hurt nobody when I was young. I, I was aware when I was yeah. hurting someone yeah. when I was young. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fact that you are oblivious to things like that is a good thing that you are becoming conscious of that at a younger age. So if that's mm-hmm. what's happening over time, great. But part of Kanye's thing and even where I think your man that there's a big Trump supporter you know that connection of their proximity to what power looks like in this country which is whiteness or white maleness you know even with even with white women voting in kind to their to their husbands or whatever is their proximity to what power looks like in this country all right so Kanye (laughs) can kiss my ass mental illness or not (laughs) You know, every black man that feels like he's just so terrified of feminism or he, you know, feminism is this great evil when really feminism will save mm-hmm. your ass, nigga, if you actually know what it means. And you need to stop giving white women all the motherfucking dats for making feminism because feminism was 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 created by yeah. black women and stolen by white women. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep that motherfucking real. But when you aren't so wigged out by literally yeah. the word femism, <laughs> <laughs> and understand that it's just a way to look and, and communicate with each other and it's just better than patriarchy how about that so <laughs> at the end of the day it's just a system you know a system of how we human beings can react and connect with each other so all that being said you know that Kanye shit I was like man fuck that motherfucker man he'll never get hit I mean whatever's going on with him personally whatever 
for me, that was what I cling to when he was feeling like, okay, so I can't vote for a woman because she didn't make me mm. feel like a man. What? What? Oh, so we gotta, mm-hmm. so we gotta make you feel like a man for you to actually see what her issues are or you know what her platform is rather. Now Hillary's a bad example because I wasn't a big Hillary fan. I guess voted yeah. by default and not want to vote for that motherfucker. But this whole idea of I won't vote for a woman if she doesn't cater to me in a particular way, a very shallow way at that, an antiquated mm. way of what manhood is supposed right. to be like, man, get the fuck out of here. You know? Which it goes here. back to having more people in the race. <laughs> Being more involved. Being my <laughs> participant. Because people use that about why they didn't want to vote for Hillary, but all them same people were still running to go vote for Keisha Bottoms. They had no problem <laughs> vote for Keisha. So it's it's a lot of a lot of. Let me calm down. There's a lot of <laughs> different ways that people, yeah, that that they they play on it when they want to. Exactly. Exactly. It's like this fine line between whether I support you or not, or how you know how much you cater to my mm-hmm. ego or sense of self. And they know enough enough, and that also goes. That's also the flip as well. Sometimes yeah. we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe a candidate is not perfect mm-hmm. on every single issue. You know what I mean? And it's like the, the I think the 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 challenge for us the voters is like what. What am I, what am I, what can mm. I acquiesce on? You know, um, you know, and even that, the even idea of that, that is problematic. Some people are like, well, shit, that's what some Republicans do. It's like, okay, well, you know, I like him because he's just that in the third. Okay. Yeah. He's racist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. But you know, I like him. He's for abortion. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, that he's for, you know, he's pro-life or whatever, which he's not by the way, but yeah, you know, that he's pro-life or whatever. So, you know what I mean? So. I, I have it's, it's a, not easy, an but. unpopular position. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I voted for President Obama, but I wasn't excited to. I I was there. I was on tour at the time, so my um, cinematographer and I, we we went and voted together before we left town, and we were ready like for that ooh feeling. We're from Chicago, like we're from, mm-hmm. like we, the uh, Minister Farrakhan would have us go to Trinity. That's how I, I was, it, like became familiar with Trinity Church. Um, so I knew Reverend Wright, like I love the, the work that they were doing there. If, you know, Brother Obama was coming from Trinity, I knew it was about to be like popping, like, but he never said <laughs> the stuff that I needed him to say. You know what I'm saying? And every time I thought he was about to, he just wouldn't. He would go back and be real nice and real calm. And I was just like, one time, you just going to, and I'm going to need you to shut it down. And like, he wasn't shutting it down. And so, right? He never, he never said what I was expecting to hear. And I was just like, Ah, like I'm still gonna do it, but I don't get to have the feeling that I like if I was voting for like the Panthers, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I wanted to feel like I was going in. The revolution would not be televised, punching my car, you know what I'm saying? Like that I was like was power to the people. Like I didn't get that feeling that I wanted. So what I the experience that I did have that made me appreciate it, like I didn't have that feeling when I voted, but I was on tour um, at the time, which is why we had to vote early. And um, so I was in Atlanta when the announcement was made. I'm in a club on Peter Street and all of a sudden they start playing my president is black, my Lambo's blue, right? <laughs> And everybody is just like, ah, you know what I'm saying, right? And then we go out into the streets and everybody's in the streets just like pouring into the streets celebrating. 
Now, if you're familiar with the area, the students from Georgia State and the students from the AUC mm-hmm. are coming from different mm-hmm. directions, merging onto the state capitol. So all of these black kids coming across the bridge, right? All of the white kids coming from from Georgia State campus, like from all downtown, because Georgia State's campus is wide, like it's spread apart. Georgia State, right? They're coming all in and everybody meets at the Capitol and they are hugging and crying. And everybody is just like, climbing up on the statues, celebrating and just like in a joyous mood. That moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. made like gave me that feeling that I was hoping for, like when I like cast my vote. That's when I felt like, oh, this really is something new. This really is an opportunity Mm -hmm. here. I also was, Mm -hmm. before the election, driving through the South. And so I heard Mm. the radio, the local radio at that time of how Mm -hmm. white men were plotting and planning to to assassinate him if he was elected. I heard Mm. the, the plans of, you know, tarring and feathering him and like all of that kind of stuff. And so... I needed to see everybody together celebrating and happy for me to get that, that this was a change in a good direction and that it wasn't everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because when you, Mm -hmm. when you live in those areas, like, and you hear that often, like where I went to school, it was nothing to see like a clan, you know, the clan wants you up at the Walmart. You know what I'm saying? And so I needed to be able to see that there were, what diversity really meant, right? (laughs) Having all of these people Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm, celebrating mm -hmm. it, like it felt like progress to me. And I think that a lot of the momentum Mm -hmm. was lost because people got comfortable and they thought that the momentum, like they thought that the change had happened. They didn't recognize that they have to constantly be a part of the change. I have to constantly keep voting. I have to constantly keep putting candidates in power in the, that represent my my interests. That's that's your job right. as a fucking citizen. Your job, I think, I think people take for granted what it is actually mm. to be a citizen of a country. <laughs> you know, and in this particular country, mm-hmm. to be a citizen of America is to take some shit for granted. We on our phones 24-7 on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You know, we take certain, even though we go through shit as people of color or whatever, whoever marginalized person you are, you still have certain mm-hmm. comfortabilities <laughs> that you take for granted as in being American and you forget that it's a, that it's a duty. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's not a human right to be in this, to happen to be born in this country or to be naturalized in this country or to become a citizen of this country. To be a citizen, you actually have to do certain shit. Like in Australia, you can get, you can get mm. fined if you don't vote. It is your duty as a citizen of Australia to fucking vote because that's how you maintain what the yeah. country is about. That's how, you know what I'm saying? That's how you keep your politicians in check. If they know everybody's going to, the only reason Republicans are being all shysty because they mm-hmm. know everybody votes, they're fucked. <laughs> they're fucked. Yeah. If the citizenry actually voted, mm-hmm. the entire citizenry, citizenry, what's that word, mm-hmm. citizenry? Citizenry? <laughs> you know, then they're fucked because they aren't the yeah. majority mm-hmm. vote in this country. You know? So that's, Oh, child, we went over hour. I got to go. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, y'all. Please, even if you're not clear on who you're going to vote for, a simple Google search can give you at least a basic idea of who is running locally. And I'm talking about judges. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about sheriffs. Um, like you said, dog catchers. And of of course the Senate and the Congress really, really is important. If you want to check this nigga for the next two years. Okay. Um, all of that is important. So get involved now, even if your person doesn't win now, 
you are involving yourself in the process. So now you're that much more ready for the next one. Because again, it is, it is a job yeah. to be a citizen of a country. It's not something you just can't lay back on that bitch and then complain later yeah. why shit ain't the way you want it. Indeed. That's, okay. that's it. With that being said, <laughs> that's it. I hope we've convinced at least one of you. No. Everybody that's listening needs to be voting. <laughs> Need to be voting. If you ain't registered yet, that's whack. Uh-huh, you, yeah. It's probably too late. <laughs> but, but if you are and you're on the fence on whether or not you want to you know, like maybe you registered in, in, in on campus or something, you mm-hmm. and then you ain't think no more about it, or you know, you registered to vote to get a free gift or something shit, you ain't think no more, you know, yeah. but you technically are registered to vote. <laughs> Please use use that power. Use your power, your vote matters because a lot of these races actually are close. Cause because a lot of these women running, a lot of these people running who are like, fuck this, we got to change Congress, they have totally mm-hmm. bucked the system. You know, they they did their campaigns completely different than has been done for years and years and years. So they are showing that it can be done. Now, all they need is for you to go out and complete the process to affirm all the work that they put into it. So go out and vote. All right. And with that being said, I am Hanifa Walida. I am Red Summer. And we are your gay artists. All right. Vote, <laughs> Vote. Vote. <laughs> <laughs>